Welcome to day 173 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with Matt Kresge and David Keefe. And uh, we have been reading through Paul's epistles. And uh, we have noticed that uh, we're reading Galatians for the second time. Uh, this is part of my personal reading plan. And uh, I designed it for several years and just now noticed you know, that flaw. But we, we go through Paul's epistles in, in the order you know, that uh, they would naturally come if we were working our way you know, through the book of Acts. And so we've been doing the prison epistles, which are mm-hmm. later in Paul's life as he's uh, awaiting, you know, trial in Roma. And then all of a sudden I saw Galatians this morning and said, wait a minute, Galatians was probably the first letter he ever wrote because the very first missionary journey that, you know, Paul and Barnabas did was to southern Galatia. And this is to the churches in that region. And Paul has uh, been alarmed deeply how quickly mm-hmm. the gospel can fall into legalism. And uh, as we discovered yesterday, that's a big reality for all of us as well, that uh, a lot of times we replace the gospel with rules, you know, that that we make up, fences that uh, we put in place in order to protect ourselves and protect our purity. But sometimes our rules become bigger than the work of the Spirit in our life, you know, through the gospel, you know, of of Christ. So Paul's, you know, words to the Galatians are, as stern as you find, you know, in any of his letters, you know, with the possible exception of maybe, you know, Corinthians, uh, he is really contending for them. And with the Corinthians, he's contending with them, you know, for immorality here. He's contending with them for the purity of the gospel. Mm-hmm. So we pick up uh, where we left off in Galatians chapter 3. Uh, but before we, uh, before we do, as always, we're uh, not just reading you know, to to read or to check off boxes or, uh, you know, to fill in what's lacking in our biblical knowledge. We are reading to bring ourselves into the presence of God, to be shaped by God and molded by God. And, and of course, that's why we've called the podcast Shaped by His Word, because we mm-hmm. want to be transformed by what we're reading. You know, as James encourages us, not just looking in a mirror and, and walking away, forgetting what we've seen. Father... Show us everything that you want us to see in your word today and and showing us what you want us to see. May you transform us in the image of Christ. May you fan into flame the affections we have for you and the desire to obediently follow you wherever the gospel leads. It's in your only name we pray. Amen. Galatians chapter 3. You foolish Galatians who has bewitched you before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I'd like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish after beginning by means of the Spirit? Are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Have you experienced so much in vain, if it really was in vain? So again I ask, does God give you the Spirit and work miracles among you by works of the law or by your believing what you heard? So also Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All the nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse, as is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Clearly no one who relies on the law is justified before God, because righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, it says the person who does these things will live by them. 
Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. He redeemed us in order that the blessings given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Brothers and sisters, let me take an example from everyday life. This is no one can set aside or add to a human covenant that has been duly established, so it is in this case. The promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Scripture does not say, and to seeds, meaning many people, and to your seed, meaning one person who is Christ. What I mean is this. The law introduced 430 years later does not set aside the covenant previously established by God and thus do away with the promise. For if the inheritance depends on law, then it no longer depends on promise. But God in his grace gave it to Abraham through a promise. Why then was the law given at all? It was added because of transgressions until the seed to whom the promise referred to had come. The law was given through angels and entrusted to a mediator. A mediator, however, implies more than one party, but God is one. Is the law therefore opposed to the promise of God? Absolutely not. For if the law had been given that could impart life, then righteousness would certainly have come by the law. But Scripture has locked everyone up, has locked everything, uh, has locked up everything under the control of sin, so that what was promised, being given through faith in Jesus Christ, might be given to those who believe. Before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until faith that was to come would be revealed. So the law was our guardian until Christ came, that we might be justified by faith. Now that this faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. So in Christ Jesus, you're all children of God through faith. For all of you were baptized into Christ, have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Hmm. <clears throat> Just a little bit in there, but you see yeah. the early formation you know, of Paul's theology, and it's a very you know, rich theology. Uh, the law is holy, righteous, and good, as he will say in Romans, but its purpose was not to uh, bring final salvation, or as we've been you know, reading in the book of Hebrews, that final cleansing purity, its purpose was to usher us to the presence of Christ so that we could receive from Christ mm-hmm. you know, what he has given us through his life and his death and, and through his uh, resurrection. Uh, I, I love you know, the way he starts you know, here. He said, are you so foolish, in verse 3, after beginning, uh, by means of the Spirit are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? And so many of us do that. Oh, yeah. We realize our salvation is a gift from God, but so is our sanctification. Uh, and when we you know, make sanctification a do-it-yourself project rather than trusting the Spirit of God to continue the work of Christ in us, which he began at our you know, salvation and will bring you know, to completion mm-hmm. you know, in our glorification, whenever we, we do that, uh, we miss the heart of the gospel. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think we are reading through Galatians twice just so we can be rebuked that's, by Paul. That's twice. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Paul. You, you foolish Texans. <laughs> right, but yeah, I mean – you're exactly right. You know, I think it's it's so easy to to maybe look back and think, yeah, it was by faith that I received my salvation, and then to kind of to to work as if everything depends upon you. You know, at that point moving forward, and I think even I've heard people say, you know, to to kind of even do that to you know to to kind of live as if everything depends upon you. And Paul would say, absolutely not. And he goes back to that promise that yeah, you know, 
that, or you have verse six. So Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Right. You know, the, the Abraham receives the promise mm-hmm. of God. He he doesn't. Circumcision hasn't happened yet. The works of the law and those sort of things haven't happened yet. He simply believes God by faith. You know, Abraham yeah. shows us what it looks like. Now that's a, a John Wesley you know, quote: "Pray as if everything depended on God, and work as if everything mm-hmm. depended on you." Yeah. And, and of course, Paul is trying to lead us in a different direction to work as if everything depended on Him. Uh, and and it's not you know that's not that we we don't have works, but there are works that flow from the gospel and are centered in the work of Christ. They're not you know works that achieve for us righteousness. They're works that flow out of the righteousness mm-hmm. that He has achieved for us. Yeah. And and it's a very delicate balance. And as we said you mm-hmm. know yesterday, it's 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 hard to you know it's hard to live there because yeah. we naturally want to take control and we naturally you know want to press ahead in our own you know own strength. And, and of course, that's what he's saying. There's no way that you can reach the goal mm. by means of your flesh or through your own effort. Yeah. And I love that how he's hoping these Christians in this period by taking them all the way back, right, to the promises made of old. And he's telling me you don't need to rely on on your performance, but it's on these promises that were made. And and that's where we find our hope, and that's where we find our assurance, and that's actually where we put our faith. Yeah. So I love that he. Helps us today by taking us way back to some promises. And, and not only that, he says that was the gospel preached beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and the gospel is uh, the blessing of God coming upon all nations. And it is based on it's based on a promise. Uh, you know, a- Adam and Eve in the garden. You know, it was it was based on you know their works and their their performance, and they they fell miserably short. And everyone who tries to and he's, you know, he's kind of given us. He said, "Sure, you you can be saved by the law if you perfectly perform it with the right heart, the right attitude, all the days of your life without ever missing once. But otherwise, you've invited the condemnation that comes on us from being a lawbreaker." And he puts it in explicit terms, you know, that the the curses of the law or the judgments that come from disobedience, you know, to God, you know, fall on us. And, mm-hmm. and of course, he. Christ has redeemed us from the what a beautiful phrase. Yeah. yeah. And, and you have to understand, you know, the, the covenant of the Old Testament. You know, blessing for living according, you know, to God's plan, but there there's also judgment that comes when we when we push God out of our lives mm-hmm. and uh, when we pursue our own kingdoms rather than pursuing his, when we live under our own rule, you know, rather than living on it, when we are self motivated people rather, mm-hmm. you know, than God motivated people. Uh, we've invited you know the wrath of God, and are under a curse. Mm-hmm. And, but He has removed the curse, you know, curse from yeah. us. You have to love. I mean, that section um, seven through nine, where He says, "Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham." Scripture foresaw that God would justify. Yeah, I love that little line. Scripture foresaw that God would do this, and it's essentially Paul's way of saying God announced He was going to do this. You know, through Scripture. Yeah. And, and, and indeed he has, you know, that those who have faith are children of Abraham. And so when he says all nations will be blessed through you, you know, and then Paul goes on and says, so th- those rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Mm-hmm. You know, how do, we, how do we receive all the promises that were made to Abraham? You know, how, how are we blessed along with Abraham? It's by faith. It's, it's a gift to be received. You know, just as God has, has promised so long ago, you know, Scripture foresaw. It's, it's a fun little... No, and of course, you know, in our reading yesterday, he said, you know, through the law, I died to the law, then I might be justified by faith. And mm-hmm. this is where Scripture has led us all along, yeah. and it's it's remarkable. You know, Paul, will, in his later writings, you know, 
refer to this as a mystery hidden in ages past. In other words, we, we, we could see, you know, kind of where it was going, but when we finally saw its destination was in Christ, it was so beyond anything mm-hmm. that we'd ever hoped for or imagine, uh, even though the prophets kind of, you know, kind of, you know, set us yeah. up for that. What we have found in Christ is so much more beautiful and more grand than anything that we would have imagined had we not seen him. And I love just kind of how Paul puts the options out there in verses 9 and 10. Like, you can rely on faith and, and be blessed, or you can rely on your works, and, and that there's a curse that comes with that. And so it's that tension that this chapter always invites me to kind of ask myself is, where am I relying on, on faith and the promises made in, in Christ or, or in myself? Yeah. And it really makes that clear distinction that to rely on Put your faith in Christ because that's actually where the blessings found. Yeah, it, it's a you know whether we are um, in, independent or Christ dependent, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, when we assert our independence from Christ, we're automatically uh, you know pursuing you know something other than uh, the gospel, and we're pursuing it uh, in means other than the Holy Spirit, yeah. and it, it is doomed is doomed to disappointment and failure, and even even judgment. Mm-hmm. You have to love to, you know, Paul's biblical theology and the way he interprets this seed. You know, in verse 16, the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his As I was seed. reading through the passage, I said, uh, Matt's going to have fun oh, with this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so here we go. Scripture does not say, and to seeds, meaning many people, but and to your seed, meaning one person who is Christ. And, and obviously, I mean, we if we go back even before you yeah. know, Abraham, we go back to the offspring, you know, the woman where God says, you know, from your offspring, I will raise up one who will crush the head of the serpent. Yeah. Yeah, here it is. Here from, is from seed. your seed. From your seed. Yeah. And the uh, offspring. So the word seed is, is, is big from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. There will be the seed of the woman who will be struck a blow, you know, that, that yeah. uh, the serpent will bruise his heel, but he will crush his head. Well, and, too, uh, I mean, we, we kind of, I guess back when really this whole kind of pandemic started, you know, we were going through Genesis and one of the interesting things when you get into the life of Abraham is right before you meet Abraham, you learn that, you know, they're barren. And, and if you're reading with that promise yeah. in mind that the offspring will come, you know, you meet this guy who is going to become a central figure and you're wondering, well, how's the seed going to continue? Yeah, and that's really happening? the question yeah. that, that happens throughout the Old Testament is will this line be preserved? Will this seed be preserved? And will the seed come? Yeah. And what is humanly impossible is, you know, possible with mm-hmm. God. Uh, all the way up through the supernatural birth, you know, of of Christ. So it's a you know it's a, uh, introduced to us you know, in Genesis both the the suffering of the seed and the victory yeah. uh, of the seed, and it is you know fulfilled in in Christ. And and of course that's that's what he's saying. The seed is not uh, the seed in itself is not Israel. Uh, the seed in itself is is one of Israel who is Christ, and all who are in, in Him yeah. become Israel. Are become Abraham's yeah. children and yeah. heirs to all of Abraham's, you know, promises. Yeah, that's how he ends. You know, this chapter as he moves us towards because you are, you know, in Christ because you have received by faith, you know, those promises. You are now children of God. You have become the seeds. Yeah, and you, you, lo- I love the image that we're going to run into, you know, time and time again in Paul. Uh, so in Christ Jesus, you're all children of God through faith, for you're all baptized into Christ and have clothed yourself with Christ. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. You have covered yourself with Christ. And of course, it's another allusion you know, to the garden where Adam and Eve tried to cover themselves you know, with, with leaves, which was a very flimsy <laughs> covering for their shame. 
God gave them a more substantial covering. Mm-hmm. You know, after uh, after managing from the presence, he, he covered them far more substantially, but our final covering mm-hmm. is in Christ. We have been clothed in him, and it's his righteousness uh, that hides our shame or casts out our shame far better. Matt, why don't you uh, close us with a word of prayer? All right. Father, we thank you for this chapter. Um, we confess along with the Galatians that we're, we're tempted to begin by faith but continue through works. And, and so, Father, would you um, call us back to, to, to you to, to live in light of faith, to live by faith, trusting in you, to uh, not only begin a good work in us but to carry it to completion. We thank you that you have prepared good works for us to walk in, and so would we be faithful to walk in those? I'm thankful, we're thankful for the seed um, who has come, who has accomplished our salvation, and, and by faith we hear now um, the seeds of, of Abraham. Um, Father, we pray that you would remind us of that um, this week, remind us of, um, of our identity in you, remind us of, of all the things that you've done to, um, to accomplish our salvation, to apply it, um, to sustain us now. And, and Father, would you... Um, would you get much glory through us as we live as your people in this place? And we love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.